Hey everybody, it's Jim Mallard here. Welcome to the Mallard Report. The Mallard Report is recorded in front of a live virtual audience on the Duck Pond. Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, live. Mallard.com. M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D.com. One more thing before we start. Let me turn it over to my friend that you may know from Ancient Aliens and the Curse of Oak Island and many other things. Robert Clotworthy. On the Malliard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the hosts and guests and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcasts, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. On the Malliard Report, the views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in the show are solely those of the hosts and guests and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcast, KillerPodcast.com, sponsor or affiliate, or any other individual or group. Oh, we did it finally. We got the intro hey, everybody. Back. Jim Mallard here. Oh, no, Welcome we're doing it again. The Mallard Report. That's not good. Why is it? It's not supposed to loop tracks, but hey, there we go. Yeah. So what's up, everybody? Uh, interactive show tonight. Not quite live calls, because like I was telling Germantown Runner in the chat room, haven't quite figured that out with the new StreamYard, but ooh, I, have a, I have a pinch of idea if I don't get the right idea. So... Don't worry, we'll we'll be having it soon, as soon as avail is is the need. But we're in the middle of uh, spiritual summer, and I figured what a great time. Well, partially because my guest canceled, but also what a great time to take a moment and um, hit pause. We're Christmas in July, right? Hey, Christmas in July. Happy Christmas, July, to everybody. Yeah, Germantown Renner points out points out I'm sporting the white halo. Look out. Kind of does look like that, doesn't it? it? Looks like I'm sitting in front of a big orb. For those paranormal people out there, you need to go check that out. Little, ooh, it's even, ooh, that's pretty. Okay, enough looking at yourself, son. You got a show to host. Okay, so there is a lot going on in the world. So if you're not on the duck pond, where are you? Seriously, why aren't you there? We're on the YouTube chat, or I don't even know if my Facebook comments show up here or not. I don't know. So, really. You should be at mellar.com slash live. It's that simple. It really, it truly is. Okay. And you get this Twitch, you get the Twitch stream down there. So you do get video and you get uh, Germantown Runner and William Poland. And I think I've seen somebody else pop in or pop around because I see four down there, but I don't see everybody who's popped up. So, yeah, whatever. All well and good tonight. So, first and foremost, let's take a minute. And finish the message I sent started in the chat room. Okay. Next question. Next point. I have to say this because, you know, I just have to say this because people are on my nerves. People are on my nerves with this. Okay? Everybody buckle up and ready to start because we're going to start hard. Start fast and start loud. I told Germantown Runner, save the bullets. We're dropping bombs. And we're doing that. Right off the street. So are we all ready? All ready? Just making sure we're all ready. Because here we go. LeBron James' son had a cardiac episode this morning, apparently. 6.20 Eastern or Pacific time, 9.20, 9.40 Eastern time. Right? So we're less than 12 hours away for, from that incident. According to my timeline, okay, so if whenever it was within the last 24 hours, even here we go. 
you don't need to be an armchair doctor on social media at this point. You just don't need to do it. Let the kid recover. Let the actual medical team run the test. You can't diagnose him with anything based off anything that you may think or possibly know at this point without having any clue whatsoever. Let's get off of all the conspiracy train for just a moment. You know, hey, I love a conspiracy as much as the next person. You may have heard the famous conspiracy around here that Christopher Columbus caused 9-11, right? So I, hey, I can connect conspiracies with the best of them. But, but, you need to take a breath and realize that, well, you may be right, but there's no game for being the first one. Because what happens? Are you going to apologize if you're wrong? I guarantee none of these people were retracted if they were wrong. None of them. I guarantee that it'll be either proven true or if it is proven wrong, that they'll be still out there repeating the story over and over again, even if it is proven wrong, because they were lied to. And this, my friends, is the problem. We're talking about interactive chat. We're dropping bombs, not bullets tonight. So we're talking about LeBron James. Son, tonight. Well, start off the top, because it just pisses me off that everybody is a conspiracy furious the moment something happens. Literally the moment. Oh, BJ, I, I was looking for an email from you, and I can't find it. So I think you were supposed to be on the night. I couldn't find it, so I apologize right off the top. Um, I'm sorry. BJ, excuse me. Jeez, looking at Germantown Runner and mixing the two of them up. Okay. Yeah, we all have our own health issues we should be worried about. I know I do. That's for sure. And I can promise you. Oh. If I send... Here, let's see if I can... I can't... Uh, if I send you a link... BJ, can you click on and join me like via, uh, well, it's StreamYard. It's kind of like Zoom. For whatever reason, my phone and this program just don't mesh. So if you're hearing that, let me know. Um, there's Brian Bowden over there on, yep, okay, let's, let's do that. Okay, hold on. I need one, one more screen. Is what I need. <laughs> okay. So we're going to do that. Actually, what I do need to do is set up the 32-inch screen and just kind of rock that instead of these two smaller ones. And I don't know. So, yeah, that is the first thing that has kind of frustrated me today. Okay? So can we can all agree that we need to watch out for ourselves and be kind and not be a uh, first, first conspiracy theorist? Yeah, I need something. Oh, well, look at this. We're going to bring up our guest. Thank, thank you for... I must apologize to you because I don't have any clue what I'm doing half the time. I looked for the email that 
you had sent me and I couldn't find it. It's okay. <laughs> and I was literally searching my phone and I got the old the old ones dance on us from like June. And I was like, oh, that does me no good. So I remember having one from you. <laughs> so <laughs> thank you for putting up with my shenanigans. So how are you tonight? I'm hanging in here doing the best I can. Well, see, that's the, the motive we should all be worried about doing the best we can and not worried about ripping other people apart. Sorry to jump you into my middle of my rant because, well, <laughs> I haven't cleared off my soapbox yet. But we're, well, we're, we're, we want to talk about perse perseverance, right? That's what you're kind of after and what you're, yeah. So, yes. Mm -hmm. So, go ahead and, and tell me a little bit about. I think you have a book out and I don't have it right in front of me, the title of it. Cause... The book is called Cloud People and it's book one in a series of five. Yeah, this book is about the first 18 or 19 years of my life, and it tells the story of how I survived um, two murder attempts and from a very young age, um, how I was raped and I uh, fought, I, I refused to have an abortion like my mother insisted that I do, um, like she tried to abort me when she was pregnant with me, um, and I gave him up for adoption instead of aborting him. Um, it, it's it's just about how to survive, how to keep your head on your shoulders when life around you is very chaotic. Well, that's that was a mouthful. I mean, there was a lot of events in there that kind of um, really impacted you. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm going to be honest. What would make somebody want to murder you? Um, I'm the product of my mother's extramarital affair. And that's why she tried to murder me before I was born. And then her first husband tried to murder me when I was three years old because they thought about me from from the time I was born till the time I was three years old. And on the night of my third birthday, he dragged me out of the dragged me out of my bed by my hair, stood me up on the toilet, and put his put his three fifty seven to my head and pulled the trigger. It misfired, but I'm just horrified hearing about this. I, I'm just giving you my raw reaction because I did read this, but it, it when you hear it, it's different than reading it on a screen, obviously. So, how did how did I mean? I'm hoping that you were young enough to have forgot this, and somebody told you later. No, I you... remember it all. Mm -mm. No, I remember it all. I am sorry. That is that is wild. So, how I mean, how did you? I'm just trying to figure out how you you face the next week with that in your head. My grandmother had taught me uh, from the time. Well, I was born in Spain and my or, or Germany and my grandmother, uh, when my parents, my mother's first husband was kicked out of the military for drinking too much after I was conceived because he knew I wasn't his and alcoholism ran in his family. He went to a bar after he found out my mother was pregnant and um and then he started drinking and he never could put a beer can down again. Well, he got kicked out of the military and they came back to the States, to North Carolina and to Georgia and North Carolina. And he um, and my grandmother took took care of me primarily. And she gave me the strength. She was she's a very religious woman and gave me strength and courage and hope and faith. So you went to live with her for. How long? I'm assuming you went to live uh, with her. Well, she was my primary caregiver. I didn't live with her, but she took care of me most of the time. She was my primary 
caregiver babysitter during the day till I was about seven years old. And that won't happen. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to put all these pieces together and you've, <laughs> you've lived a lot of life lady. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, only, it's only gotten crazier ever since Jim. It really has. My mother did not give me proper fitting shoes when I was a child. And so I had to have part of both my feet amputated. And I had so many surgeries on my right foot that I developed a rare neurological disease called complex regional pain syndrome, which has now advanced to stage four. And now I have autonomic dysfunction. And so, yeah, life's been quite a trip. Well, automatic or Automatic dysfunction is where you stand up and you get dizzy and you want to fall back down, right? It, I know autonomic dysfunction means all the automatic functions in your body don't work right anymore. Like your heart, your lungs, your GI tract, your thyroid, your endocrine gland, your temperature regulation. It's where everything goes crazy. So how, why are you, how, how are you still sitting here talking to me? I guess is the question. Because I haven't given up. I have faith. God's going to God's gonna get me through this somehow. I don't know how. I have a, um, I set up a GoFundMe page because the Italian government needs me to escrow $2.5 million to get to Italy for the only treatment that, that helps put, the, the only treatment that's capable of putting my disease into remission. But uh, so I set up a GoFundMe page and I have hope that it's going to work out. Where can, where can people find that? Just in case somebody's out there listening and interested in donating to you because they've heard the story so far. And that or, It's called well. Please Help Our Mommy, BJ Ray, and it's on GoFundMe. Please Help Our I'm Mommy, BJ Ray, and it's on GoFundMe. And you'll see a picture of my two dogs. Here's one of them. He's wearing a comb because he got bitten by a rattlesnake <laughs> last night. But on the other one's over there on the other couch. But, uh, yeah, it has a picture of my two dogs. Wait, your dog got bit by a rattlesnake last night? Yeah. Are we just glossing are, are we just glossing over that too? Like Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm you, you you were saying you were saying that my life has been crazy topsy turvy. Well, it has been. So But he's alive. See, he's alive. He's right here and he's alive and he walks and he drinks water and he puts up with the pain. He's really brave. He's like me. He's brave. Don't take this the wrong way, but I'm not sitting beside you. <laughs> I don't blame you. I, I would, I, if I were anybody but me, I wouldn't want to be next to me. Oh wow! So okay, so this faith came from your grandmother. Is that what you were saying? Sorry to circle back five minutes ago because I, I feel like we're jumping, but I have to because that's kind of the genesis of this whole conversation we're supposed to be having. Um. So obviously, you were probably looking for something, and this kind of stepped in, but. Help me out here. Even because being young, weren't you a little bit skeptical of the higher power and all this other stuff? Just somebody kind of trying to tell you a story? I I wasn't skeptical because my grandmother lived a different life than my mother. My mother was mean, hateful, and ugly to everybody around her and had no friends. My grandmother was kind and loving to everybody, and everybody loved her back. And I naturally followed my grandmother's example because I figured that was the best way to be. Well, I mean, I'm not arguing because that's that's all great stuff, right? 
it's all good stuff to be a good human. Okay, so we kind of got you up to what we're where we were at seven, right? And then you kind of got this experience. So fill in some gaps. Where where do we go next? Um, I went to first grade and I'd already taught myself to read. And on the first day of school, I sat there and I read National Velvet. I was reading a copy of National Velvet when all the other kids were jumping around, literally climbing off, jumping off the desk, climbing on the furniture, you know, and, um, and I was the smallest kid in the class. I was small for my age due to malnourishment, but I excelled in school because I taught myself to read when I was hiding in the closet from age three to avoid the violence in my home. And I excelled in school and I, but when I was in high school, my mother decided to leave me home alone at when, while they went to the beach, while the rest of the family went to the beach for vacation because there had been a bunch of break-ins in the neighborhood. Well, the only problem is there was a guy who was 10 years older than me named Chuck and he'd asked me out on a bunch of dates and I didn't want to go out with him at all. And he, uh, he, I worked, I had three jobs. I was trying to save up money for college and I had three jobs and I came home from the creamery, the ice cream shop one night. And I think it was a Friday night and he, uh, he was hiding below the porch. Um, it, it was a standard, you know, a standard tra traditional Southern house with a small porch with, with bushes on either side. He was hiding behind a bush. He jumped up the minute I opened the front door, pushed me to the ground, raped me. I got pregnant. And I hid the pregnancy from my mother until I was six months along because I knew she would insist that I abort my child, like she tried to abort me. And uh, I refused to abort him. She dragged me to abortion clinics up and down the East Coast, some pretty shady ones too. And I, I, um, I, was, I wasn't too friendly to some of the doctors who tried to touch me. In fact, some of them walked away, kind of bent over. But um, after they tried to, after they insisted on trying to touch me, but then I, I, in, so I went to the Baptist children's homes and had him and gave him up for adoption. I couldn't kill him because I just don't believe in killing anybody. That's, well, I, I agree, but that's still horrible how we got to there. Um, so I, how did you deal with that though? I mean, I, I think that, I mean, obviously mothers have this better connection with babies than fathers do. Of course, I'm, you know, but I can't imagine giving your child up. So how'd you, I mean, especially, I mean, because you had already went through all the hassle with your mother, right? Mm -hmm. But then you made it to that point and then you're still up the creek, I guess. Right. It was very hard. The, the day my, my son was born in April of 1984 and I named him Andrew, Andrew Phillip, and he was so cute and he was born by cesarean section because my hips were too narrow for him to fit through. He was eight pounds and I was a skinny, skinny kid. But um, anyway, and after he was born, I was, I was in the hospital for a week and I, so the nurses kept telling me, don't have him in your room. Don't do that. You should leave him in the nursery. Don't touch him. Don't have anything to do with him. If you're giving him up for adoption and i said no he needs to know i love him even even though you know even though he's going to be with other parents other parent other people will be raising him he needs to know i love him he doesn't need to feel abandoned in the newborn nursery 
so I, I, um, I, in my book, I, in my book, um, it describes, um, it, it just, I, I made it, I made up a little song I sang them and it went, this is a story about Andrew, whose mommy sent him out to buy bread. Andrew didn't feel like walking. He wished he could fly instead. So Andrew said, if Andrew was a bird, he could fly to the store, fly to the store. But then I, I went through the, I went through the whole zoo with, with different animals and I read to him and nursed him and did everything I could. But then the day came when the social worker walked into my room and said that it was time to hand him over to his adopted parents. And I cried really, I mean, I just fell apart and I cried for a couple years after that, but, but I knew I did the right thing. So my grandmother taught me that my grandmother taught me that whatever you do, you don't think of how it's going to impact you first. You think of how it's going to impact the world around you. And is it going to hurt somebody else? And I just couldn't hurt him. So I did the best I could for him. And he did call me years later. He did phone me uh, when he was 28 years old. He called me and he, he called me and he said uh, he called me because he'd inherited. He had some genetic health issues that weren't in my my family that, but that obviously came from his birth father, the man who raped me. And uh, so I, I, I promised him I would help him. I helped him connect with his birth father and I tried, but his birth father said, no, heck no, I don't want to talk to that, talk to that brat. And, uh, but anyway, so I, I spoke with the man who raped me on the phone and he wouldn't speak to our son. So, but, but anyway, but, it, but, but at the end of one phone call, my son said to me, he said, I love you, mom. Thank you for everything you did for me. Uh, I mean, he, he was so kind and loving and supportive. And he said that he, had he been born to any other but had he been had he been conceived by any other teenage mom, he probably wouldn't have lived. And he thanked me so much for that, told me how much he loved me. But I mean, and that the day that he said those words to me made all my pain worthwhile. Well, that's good. I'm glad you have I don't want to say closure because that isn't accurate, but at least you kind of know that it was mm -hmm. worth it. And then now you have all this other I just ought to. Well, I'm surprised this genetic condition didn't come from you. Sorry, not sorry. You're, you're surprised Based off what you what? told me a few minutes, <laughs> it didn't come for you because you. I mean, you you have some serious stuff going on there. Well, I I do, and uh, many times at night I, I live alone. I lay in bed and I feel like my heart's going to pound out of my chest, like like I'm going to like my heart's going to explode. And um, I don't. You know, I've lost 25 pounds in the past two weeks because I can't, because my GI system one is one of the automatic functions in my body. It's not working right. I can't seem to process food, but I'm okay because I keep praying and believing and hoping that I will get to two and a half million dollars on my GoFundMe and I will get to Italy for the treatment. I'm not going to give up till I'm, till I'm, till I close my eyes and breathe my last breath. So you're going to have to help me here because we've kind of hashed around the whole story. But how did you come up with the title cloud people? Oh, a cloud person is someone who makes your day when they blow away. And the first eight, first 19 years of 18, 19 years of my life um, were filled with people like that. Give me a little bit more here because I'm trying to follow you here. Well, a cloud, uh, the quote at the front of the book says, um, some people are dark, threatening clouds. When they blow away, life becomes a clear blue sky. 
Yet they surround you, look for umbrellas, those who protect you for the storms. And that's that read that I that explains the title of the book. Um I got the I got the idea for the title. I was in Walmart on my way to writers group. I was in Walmart on my way to writers group one night in um in in northern New Hampshire. And uh it was right before Halloween. I was looking for a cool t-shirt to wear for Halloween night, and there was a there was a shirt that had the cloud people quote a quote similar to the one I just read you, and that gave me the idea. Well, I I am glad you got the idea, and I'm glad you put. I I use this reference all the time, pen the paper, right? Because I'm assuming you never actually wrote. You probably just typed the whole thing, right? Mm, actually, I wrote most of it by hand in the first place, then I typed it up. This is what I get for assuming things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, actually I I do things the old-fashioned way. I I've got pages and pages. I have the original manuscript of the book where I wrote it all out by hand. So, so talk to me about the first time you you, you interacted with one of these people. Just out of more morbid curiosity, because I'm a big paranormal person. I you know talk to ghosts all the time, but this kind of seems in the same vein. But it seems a little off to the left or right. I'm not sure. We could skew that argument anyway, but go ahead. You mean the cloud people in my life? Yeah. Well, the first one was my mother, and, you know, she didn't want me. She didn't want me to be born. You know, I was the, I, I was I was proof that she cheated on her husband. But um, the, and, and it, she was always very difficult to deal with. She, she never told me she loved me. She was always mean, hateful, and nasty to me. But but when I, but when I was around her, I, my grandmother had taught me that you don't think about the negatives, you think about the positives. So I would think about my grandmother instead of her. I, I tried to flip things around. My mother's first husband was another proud person. He was terrible, you know, drank too much. And um, in the book, in the book, um, the, I, I can read you the first, uh, I can read you the the uh, prologue and and that, that gives you a feeling for what he's like the kitchen floor was littered with his empty beer cans father was in his usual mood willie sam he growled in his ugly voice we knew too well clean up this damned mess panic made jimmy and me freeze in the hallway shrinking ourselves to hopeful invisibility our hearts trembled silently as we watched willie and sam obey when sam rarely called samantha picked up a can next to father's left foot the cool man kicked another that bruised Willie's forehead. Father clearly thought this was clever. He raised himself from his chair and threw trash at my frightened brother and sister. Jimmy grabbed my arm and whispered, run, Miriam, and the four of us dashed to the backyard. Father turned on the outside light and followed us. He squeezed behind the ever We squeezed behind the evergreen bushes at the top of the cement stairs leading to the basement, but we weren't fast enough. In just a few paces, he arrived at our green sanctuary, reached around Sam, and grabbed me. Fearful of falling down the hard steps, I held raggedy ends of my chest and tried to sit down. But father was six foot four inches tall and, despite being drunk, was too quick for me. He struck my head with the back of his hand so hard that I rolled backward down the stairs like a bowling ball. I lay at the bottom with my doll, conscious but shaking in jerk jerky motions. Father belched, spat his stinking saliva on me, and stomped back into the house. I sensed the foul odor, the nastiness that had just rained down 
but prevented me from, but pain prevented me from caring. It was my third birthday. I'm telling the story of my childhood through the prism of years and adult knowledge and wisdom. Some of the emotions and scenes remain vivid, crystal clear, burned into my brain, relived as an eyewitness almost every day of my life. Some of the dialogue and understandings are adult creations by way of explanation to my younger self, as I didn't have the words then. So I filled in the gaps with likely scenarios. I felt the breath of hot evil and hatred too many times. Still, I developed strength, courage, and confidence through all the stress. I've also become even more obstinate, as you will discover while reading. I'm the only survivor of the five Longford children. My brothers and sisters met with early untimely deaths, deaths that could have been prevented had we not grown up in our mother's house. I cannot forget the words my loving grandmother shared with me. No matter what life throws you away, you always come out on top. I know I'll be okay. Now you just dropped another bombshell on me about your brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't, tell me a little bit more about this because now I'm down again. My, to figure out. I'm the I'm I'm number four of the five kids. The oldest one um, in the book, his name is Willie. Willie in the book, um, he died of died of AIDS, um, and. My the, the the one under him is Samantha, my old the older of my two sisters, and she died of an overdose of pain medications. Uh, then the one under her one under her is Jeff, uh, sorry is Jimmy, and he died of suicide, killed himself. And then the one under me is is um, is Jennifer, Jen in the book, and she died from a she died in a DUI car accident that was her own fault. I'm just at a loss for words, and I'm sure you hear that all the time. And that's not a good thing for me to be in this position while I'm hosting a live show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so pe people could find the book on Amazon and all over the place. Do you have a website? Uh, yes, I do. Um, there's um, bjray.com, and there's there's bjraycloudpeople.com, and there's nearariver.com, three of them. And that's uh, R E A, correct? R Just to make sure. R A E. R A E. Oh, I can almost read, and I can't even blame my writing because I'm trying to read it off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting here in shock, which, like I said, isn't good. So, how, how, how do you come out this the other side being normal or normal-ish? I'm not going to say you're normal because I don't believe anybody's normal. I agree with you. I don't think there is such a thing as a normal human being. I think everybody's unique. Um, I, I think, I believe it's because I just have hope and faith and I never give up. Persistence is the key. I think if you believe that you can succeed, then you do. But if you believe, you know, I, I think, I think what you believe about yourself is a self-fulfilling prophecy. I agree. You have to put the intention in all the thoughts and everything that you want out there and make it happen. But I'm still just kind of shocked and horrified and all the above when it comes if to the story. If you'll send me your address, I'll send you an autographed copy of the book that you can read it. I can do that. Well, you're going to have to send me another email because apparently I can't find your email address, which is lovely okay. because 
because like I said, I was looking for it this afternoon because I'm like, I have it in my little auto line calendar, BJ Ray up there. And then I'm like, okay. And then I went looking for it and couldn't find anything. I couldn't find your number. I couldn't, well, see, you are cursed. I think Germantown Renner said that, that you are, are cursed. And uh, <laughs> I'm just shocked, shocked that you're here. Um, I wow. don't consider myself cursed. I consider myself blessed. Every day when I wake up and I open my eyes, I consider myself blessed. I'm, I'm hoping think- to be. I'm hoping to be more like you. That's my my resolution for the rest of the year to kind of think more positively. So somebody out there, Germantown Renner, everybody that's listening needs to hold me more accountable to that. So there we go. Does anybody have any questions you want me to ask her? Because I feel like I've been just kind of in shock the whole time, and I don't even know where to pick back up. If not, we'll let you go recover and take care of that. How, how old's the dog that got bit? I guess we've got to ask about the dog because I know it's coming. He's 16. Excuse you? This 16. little guy is 16. He's a ball cheek. He's half, half, half Maltese, half long-haired chihuahua. He's 16. And he survived. Like I, I'm just at a loss. Oh, uh, what is your faith tradition? I'm assuming Christian, but what 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 variety or flavor? Um, actually, well, I'm Southern Baptist, actually. Okay. And sixteen. How old is the other dog? Uh, the other dog is three months old. Oh, wow! That's quite a. <laughs> that's a that is a gap. Feels like you know. Well, is that that's got to be on purpose, though, right? Because you're well, I don't want to say that. Well, this that's horrible. The, the 16 year old's my service dog, and this one's going to be my service dog when when I lose the 16 year old. Oh, as long as you remind him to stay away from snakes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't think she'll. I, I'll never let a dog get near snakes again. Mm-mm. Oh, I just. I'm still at a loss, which is no fun for me. But so, and then you've had all this stuff going on in the last couple of weeks with your health. And so, and you said you have, you have a kid now too, or two, uh, you said for the GoFundMe, I, I right? Have, I have the one that I gave up for adoption, just that one. Okay. Oh. Book two is going to be about my first marriage, which was to a man who, um, who who was bipolar and he hid it from me before we were married and he drank instead of going to a psychiatrist and getting medications he self-medicated with alcohol and um he i got pregnant two or three times during the marriage yeah three times during the marriage i lost all three babies due to abuse and so i finally had my tubes tied because i decided that as much as i love children it would not be a good idea for me to bring a child into that relationship And that's what book two is about. Book two is called God People. God People refers to the fact that he thought he was God, and I relied on God to get me through it. Yeah, your your faith is a testament to people of faith. That is for sure. So, um. You said your first husband, so obviously you're divorced now. I'm hoping. Oh yes, yes, I I, <laughs> I, I, I divorced him when he he um 
I, I'd been to the emergency room too many times with, you know, with, with, with indications of abuse. And finally, an ER doctor, finally, he, he knocked me down the wooden stairs of our house. Uh, and then he went out of town the next morning. And my friend who lived behind, behind me had heard the yelling. And the minute she heard his car pull out of the driveway, she came knocking on the door, said, are you okay? And I said, no, I've, and I, I was out cold for a couple hours last night. I, I need to go to the hospital. She took me to the hospital and the ER doctor said that if I didn't, if I didn't get away from that, that guy or whoever was hurting me, that he was going to make sure that I did, he'd get the police involved to make sure that I did. So I, she drove me to a lawyer's office and my husband didn't come home for a week. And he, he said he was on business, but he was actually cheating on me. But, but anyway, he, um, Anyway, so he came back to be met with a sheriff, a sheriff's deputy and restraining orders and divorce papers. So please tell me there's not a third book about a second husband who was just as bad or worse. No, 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 no. It gets better. Okay. Just just making sure that we're, you know, this I've I've seen your pattern of luck here. So I was just making sure it did change at some point because Wow. My pattern of luck has changed in the past, I'd past 11 years. So I was 45. It was kind of rough, but the past 11 years have been the best part in spite of health problems. So I'm, I'm glad because look, it's just been a wild, wide, wild, yeah. wild ride. Easy for me to say. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm glad you're getting some, well, you had some. I want to say peace. I don't know if that's even the word. No, I have a lot of peace. I live alone with my two dogs. Um, and it's, it's a nice, quiet neighborhood. I'm at the end of a cul-de-sac and nobody bothers me. And it's, it's, it's a pretty nice life. I it's have good. friends at church and friends at church. And um, my friend, Billy Dennis, who's mentioned in the, um, who's mentioned in the dedication of the book is sitting right next to me. So. And his wife Sandy's over there. So, and I'm assuming you're still doing a writing group, or were doing a writing group before you. Um, I, I I I was doing the writing group until well, I haven't written in the much in the past few months because of my health. It's it's my pain that trips. Uh, complex regional pain syndrome is called the suicide disease by doctors because the pain is so bad that 80% of the people who have it try to commit suicide. 40% succeed the first time. And uh, even, even ketamine, even, I, you know, I've got ketamine and I have, I have three, I have three safes full of high speed pain meds and two safes full of lower speed pain meds, narcotics, but I, nothing helps with the pain. So, but the pain has been so bad the past few months that I haven't been able to write, but, but I am going to get back to writing as soon as I get some treatment. Well, I'm hoping that you get it soon. I don't think I don't know if I can raise two million dollars tonight. I mean, that'd be great, but maybe somebody out there is listening who has money that I don't know about. Um, but wow. Okay, so I'm gonna let you go. I think we've all been tra tra traumatized enough by you tonight. I promised some some more questions <laughs> before you got here, before we got set up. So I'm gonna take some of those. So I appreciate you coming on tonight. I appreciate you dealing with my shenanigans and hopping on with me even though I don't know how to answer my phone yet on this new system. So <laughs> it's okay. It. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate you. I appreciate you too. Okay. So there we go. Oh, oh no. Oh, oh, hold on. Let's see the if I still message, got it. Sorry. 
the one message I want people to get from my book is oh, that yeah. there's always hope. You just have to believe in yourself, believe in God, and you can get through anything. That's a good good final thought. And I, like I said, I appreciate you. And I, uh, I hope the people out there that are listening to me who know me will keep me accountable to be more positive in the next six months a year. I, I would say forever, but we're going to be realistic for the next six months. <laughs> <laughs> I'll hold you accountable. I'll look you, I'll watch your show and I'll make sure you're positive. And if you're not, I'll log in and I'll say, Hey, you're not being positive. <laughs> okay. There you go. Somebody's going to do it. Oh, just what I need. <laughs> okay, great. Well, the, the GoFundMe page is called please help our mommy BJ Ray. Thank you much. And uh, be sure to send me an email so we can get that all squared away too. I will. Thank you. Oh, I'm really quick. I'm really quick on that trigger. Happy. You, you said you're going to send what? Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to send you a free. I'm going to send you an autographed copy of the book. Sounds good. Okay. Now I'm now I'm pushing you off for good. So just so you know. Okay. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. So there we are. I like I said. I appreciate her dealing with my shenanigans because I totally messed that up tonight. Okay. So, German Tenrunner, I know you stalked one question about the UFO hearing tomorrow. I didn't see any others. I've been kind of still kind of in a cell-shocked moment here. So we're just going to kind of um, deal with that. Actually, we're going to take a 10-second take a pause here and... Uh, and uh, take a drink. Tonight would be one of those good nights to have a commercial break, but we don't have one of those. So we're going to, um, yeah, William, post your question again so I can get it right and read it verbatim because um, I didn't save it because a lot of things going on. Yeah, 10-second break to smoke them if I got them. I don't got them. So, um, okay. So while we're waiting for Mr. Pullen to retype his question, uh, I want to thank BJ again and... Um, I just am, my mind is just kind of spinning horribly at this point. So, um, which is fun because like I said, that's not what you want as a host when your mind just spins and spins kind of like the uh, windows spinning thing. When it's supposed to be loading. It doesn't load. Okay. Okay. That was not what I was looking for. Um, I seen pull him typing and then he stops typing so hopefully he's going to hit enter soon and not send me a book because I want to read this on air. So what are my thoughts on the congressional UFO hearing tomorrow? I waited for that. I, I kind of was almost there. I thought there was more to that. I seen the chairwoman of the committee or supposed to be of the committee isn't going to be the chairperson of the committee. I don't know. I was reading some stuff on Twitter right before the show. Kind of trying to stay up to date on a lot, but I couldn't because I was wrestling other things. Kind of one of those days where nothing kind of lined up right. Um, what do I think about this? I think it is the middle of July in the summer. I don't want to say this, but I'll say it. It's a slow news day, correct? Tuesday, Wednesdays in the middle, end of July are slow news days. Um, we're not expecting a lot from Congress, are we? I would not, I, I, I've said this, I've referenced this line, 
Um, we're dropping bombs, not bullets tonight. I would be surprised if you got any bullets out of tomorrow's hearing, let alone bombshells. Oh, the defense budget and what we should do with it. I think we should have a strong defense, but I think there is some... I think it should be audited and accountable for. Can we start there? Is that fair? At mill or dod.mill.gov is popping in my in-mail box right now, I'm pretty sure, when I say that. Um, the letter of the Pentagon again. I know you're listening. I know you've listened for the whole 12 years, over 600 episodes. I know you've been big friends of the show. I appreciate you. I'm a little disappointed Virginia has kind of tailed off in the downloads lately, so um, maybe this will stir you up enough to pay attention again. Keep Don't don't share it around the Pentagon. I know you have the old Napster program and you file share things. Make Just go download it individually. Good for the numbers. Good for the uh, the company, right? That's all. Hey, you're making your money. I should be able to make mine. Well, I don't even make money, but, you know, Evergreen does, so that's all that matters. Um. I don't think we'd ever get that money back from the government. Would that, if we're being honest? <laughs> that is correct. I am glad somebody rogged in and said that. I have no, I, I'm getting audited next week. I, I didn't say anything about the IRS. Let's be correct. I said something about the Defense Department. There probably are secret military documents and a skiff with my name on it. Let's be honest. Now, can we get those taken out? Audit and accountable for, yeah. Mallard for president in 2024. We had a Mallard party a couple. What year was that, German Teller? What year did we do the party thing? Was that 2020? When we put the, the Mallard party together? That was fun. A lot of fun. So I think I've seen some other question pop up, and I feel like I miss it because I, for whatever reason, I can't get the stream big enough, the duck pond big enough to show me. Bowden says twenty-one or tw or twenty or twenty-one. I believe that. So I think we've got. I should do that. Let me look that up. I'm going to look it up on my phone. Too many internet windows open on my computer. Way faster to look it up on my my phone. When am I taking over the civilized world? Um, probably not. Okay, so we have a couple more. I think I have three more planned. Yeah, I do. Three more planned spiritual summer, uh, followed by a German Town Runner. And then I have a, hopefully have a, a wild card guest scheduled for the last week of, of August, the 29th, a couple days after my birthday for those playing at home. And then we have eight haunted paranormal shows coming up, a live call-in, live Halloween party, predictions, predictions, November 7th, predictions, 
for those of you who marked that on their calendar. October, November 7th. Oh, actually, we have only... Oh, shit. I got to deal with that. Thank God I noticed that now. We have to deal with that now. October 3rd. Now batting for the home team. October 3rd, I will not be here. So, mark that on your calendars. That is a given that I will not be here. I'm going to a, an event that week, and I will not be in front of a computer or hosting a show. So, yeah, about that. We'll talk about that more at some point in the coming weeks. But you can't wait to get your Mallard Report tattoo. Wow. I just don't know about that. You'd be the first, Mr. Poland. Um, I don't even have one, so feels a bit odd that somebody would beat me to that. Um, but maybe Drummer Town Runner has one already and hasn't told me. Maybe we could help. Still would be odd that I wasn't the first one. Oh, Drummer Town Runner, you know this. You know my favorite number. You have to have known this. We've talked about this before. See if he remembers. If he remembers, I'm not telling him again. <laughs> oh. How do you know it's not an AI creation? Because it isn't yet. I was kind of looking at that the other day. I think that'd be fun. Uh, we should. No, you don't. That's a lie. Um... Question How long until we have AI podcasters are already out there? Been done, Mr. Bowden. Been done. Yeah, so do I. I, I think it'd be fun. To uh, I've kind of signed up for a program. I haven't used it yet because I've been waiting to um, have something interesting to talk about. But there's an AI voice project that I signed up for just to kind of see how it sounds. I know because I have a very random deflection. I'm sure you've all realized that. Uh, also a very weird Keller, right, German tenor pronunciation. I'll... You know, the funny thing about Rogan is, right, he's off, well, his Spotify deal didn't get renewed, and I don't know. Is, is podcasting on the, on the decline? No. It's still early, very early. It's going to want to get better. So just be aware of all that, folks. Um, YouTube is, is also going to pop off in the next few months. You heard that here first. That's an early prediction. YouTube is going to pop off again because of the writer's strike, right? So people who are going to be desperately searching for that new are going to automatically go to where new is. YouTube. Oh, well, look who shows up 50 minutes late and missed the best part of the show. Look at that. Canada. We can't, we just. Canada's late. As usual. It's like a hockey game. Hey, 
So I totally forgot what I was talking about now the cat showed up and Oh, we were talking about AI and podcasting. There we go. Side note. You guys have been reading the show notes lately? Hasn't been Chris. It's been AI. Chris has been really busy the last month, two months, three months. I don't know. It's been a while. I don't know. I don't remember the last time Chris wrote show notes, and I am happy for him. He's been really busy and playing music and got the kids and all that fun stuff. So, hey, if he's out there listening, very happy for you, buddy. And um, if you ever want to take it back over or you want to edit what the uh, the AI says, we'll do that or whatever. Got some other projects going, so, hey, I can always use a writer. So, how's it going? I think it's going pretty well. Poland's all excited about the hearing tomorrow. He's going to be tuned in. He's going to send me updates if anything exciting happens. Um, Germantown Runner is going to keep me up to, up to date on X versus Twitter. Um, because I don't think this whole X thing is a good idea. Twitter is a massive brand. There's a lot of Twitter blue, the subscription program blue based on the bird. Like he didn't think this the whole way through, this is going to cause chaos and havoc and you're going to destroy the brand that was what you bought. You spent $44 billion dollars on that particular brand, and you are going to ruin it, Mr. Musk. Because if you wanted to build a Twitter clone, you could have built a Twitter clone, but you didn't. You could have. I.E. see Mark Zuckerberg and whatever that thing is that he freds. Right? He's hedging his bet. I don't have Google Translate up, so I have no idea what that says. It's the subscription program with the verified check, Cap. That's what the hell Twitter blew is. And I'm also disappointed I have not seen any... <laughs> any downloads from that particular country. There, I'll say it that way. For the people who are listening to us on podcasts, they have to be in the duck pond to understand what in the world we're talking about. Because, Wow. This is kind of spiraling out of control. Now they need to need to tune it up though. Turn it up and in the shadow though. So <laughs> okay. I think I've given my breakfast before because I'm about ready to wrap this. So I, I need MLK, I need another question or not MLK. Oh Geo isn't here. Jeez, oh, Pete. Gio is busy with business, and he's not here. So I was going to hopefully get the alternate question. So we need an alternate question to end the show with tonight. So be looking out for that. Anybody? But, hey, seriously, um, been a fun last week with the AI and the school. Man, that was that was a wild ride. Kind of unexpected. Kind of jumped on. Oh, God, Brian Bowden. Oh, yes, when alien crafts arrive, yes, they should eat Canadians first. And uh, it's too soon to say they've been smoked, but 
I just did. So I apologize. That was horrible. I've really hoped all those Canadian firefighters are staying safe up there. That's a horrible mess they're in. Seriously. All kidding aside. Um, Cat Ward, put you on the spot. What's the last question tonight? Ducking out a few minutes early. Kind of feel like we got the same backward run going on there, Cat. Oh, yeah, get it, got it, good. Oh, I put her on the spot, folks. Rum or vodka? I'm, I'm more of a wine person myself, and I haven't drank in probably 10 years. So, yeah, there's that that answer. Cheap date. And somebody's going to ask me red or white, and I have no freaking clue. It was a fruity whatever. So, there's that. No, not really. <laughs> okay, pollen tomorrow. So, yay. Just got that alert. All right, guys. It's been fun. Last few minutes. First few minutes were kind of serious, so we'll just kind of let her level off here and... Uh, get her going see if I can get all these clicked up it's the Mallard Report yeah the Mallard Report hey I want to thank you for joining us it's been a good show tonight I hope you enjoyed it take a few moments subscribe share all the fun stuff you know how to do it I don't have to tell you just uh, be ready for next week it'll be sooner than you think It's the Mallard Report. Yeah, the Report. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag, but let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever you know i think the pause right there is probably more important than the word amazing athletes like boxing champion buster douglas when a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up that's when i knew it was over yeah, yeah. right and yes bigfoot chasers do you believe in bigfoot and if so does he really eat beef jerky <laughs> the bigfoot thing is people have seen these and, and i've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it it's whiskey business with dino tripotis join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour you really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.